Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Dallas Dupree Young is one of the breakout stars in Netflix's Emmy-nominated series, Cobra Kai. Young shines as Kenny, a bullied new student in school who turns to karate to defend himself and gain confidence. I had Dallas on the show today to discuss his work on the festival darling, 1-800-HOT-NIGHT. The film is centered around Tommy and the night that he loses his parents to a drug raid. On the run, he turns to a phone sex operator, who's essentially his fairy godmother, for help as he embarks on an urban odyssey to escape foster care with his two best friends, Steve and O'Neill. Don't let the title deceive you. 1-800-HOT-NIGHT is a great film that has far more on its mind than your average teen comedy. The film hits VOD on November 4th, and don't sleep on this one. Make sure you check it out. It's a great little film. I highly recommend it. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Yo. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Well, I had a chance to watch the film last night, and I really enjoyed it. This was uh, not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Based on the title of the movie and yep. kind of the concept, I was not expecting this movie to go nearly as deep as it does. And this is a really grounded story. Could you talk a little bit about um, what drew you to this project? Yeah, well, what instantly drew me to this project was the name. I was very fascinated by what in the world I was going to be doing in this film. And I was like, okay, let me read this because something doesn't feel right. So I decided to read it. And then my character, Tommy, I instantly gravitated towards him. And I understood like what he was going through in life because, you know, I was, I'm a teenager. So I understood everything that he was going through and finding his own identity and uh, just the relationships between the three boys and the adventure they went through that made me really excited to to really film this project and i'm so grateful for the opportunity i've been given well it's it's you touched on something that i think was really what made this film work for me it's how real these characters feel even though this was not my experience these kids have a much harder upbringing than i ever did but the way they interact with each other is so relatable and it reminds me so the way they talk is so honest and i think a lot of films they portray teenagers in a way that's not accurate where right. they don't, they, they don't get the language. Right. And I feel like that this actually interact with each other. Yeah, no, it, that's what our director Nick told us from the beginning. He wanted the most authentic you know, expressions and reactions from the three of us that we could possibly give. That's why we improvised a lot of the this, this scenes. I mean, we were just having a good time and enjoying ourselves, even through difficult uh, scenes we still had each other to pick each other up and and get through it, but um, that's the best part about this movie. Nobody really expects anything because of the title of this movie, and it, it gets so grounded and dark after the whole crazy scene happens. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 exciting, and that's why we wanted this to be as authentic as possible. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely it's a sneaky movie. You wouldn't expect a movie with this title to have nearly as much heart and. Um, to have this kind of a really a social commentary at the end of it about, you know, this is something that I think it there's there will be conversations after this film. I can imagine seeing this in a theater and walking out into the lobby and, you know, having something to actually talk to um, with the people that you're surrounded with. Um, can you talk a little bit about your co-stars in this? Because the chemistry that the three of you have, I mean, really just anchor this film. And I think it's something that's really impressive here. Yeah, so the, my co-stars, they're so talented and intuitive guys. I mean, Garrison Machado and Miley Bradford, they were absolutely 
incredible in the movie. And our relationship was interesting because we met each other from the, on the chemistry read on Zoom. So this was, of course, in the heart of COVID. We didn't get the chance to be in front of each other. And then after we all got the role, our director uh, set up Zooms for us to really communicate and get that camaraderie going so we understood who we were and the character development. And then as soon as we got on set, we felt like we were best friends instantly. And then as time was going on, because, you know, for this project, we only filmed on weekends during the, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. During, yeah, we only filmed on weekends. So during the week, we got a chance to go over lines and and really talk to each other. And uh, then we just became best friends in real life. So how many weekends did you shoot this over then? How long was the process? Ooh, how many weekends was it? Was it? Oh, I feel like it was like 10, 12 weekends, something like that. Oh, that's a pretty tight schedule. I mean, that's that's kind of an interesting process because you have that. And that explains a lot because you have this long period of time. You know, you have like a 10, 12 week shooting period, but really you only have like, well, it ends up being like 20 days total. So that's yeah. actually really cool. So that's the thing that nobody really knows about. It's like our schedule was always tight. We had the chance to rehearse until about four o'clock. And then we started to film once it got dark because that's the only time it got night. Like yeah. we had to get there early, go over the scenes with the director. And then once it was time to shoot, we didn't have as much time just because we're all minors. So it was time to get going and, and full speed ahead. And and, it, and that that's actually, that's something that I think comes across on screen. You wouldn't know that. Unless, you know, hearing something like this, but you can feel that on screen. So you can feel that connection between characters. Yeah. Um, so then what you, what's the response been like for from the film so far? The response has been incredible. Um, we didn't expect this coming out. I mean, everybody is really loving the project and they love the title anyway. They, they're like, <laughs> I love what it's done. And uh, I, I didn't know if they were going to change it or not, but it's good that they're keeping it there. And, you know, we got the chance to go to France and that whole response was incredible. We were um, walking down the streets of Deauville and people were coming up to us with uh, like posters of 100 High Night, one of the autographs. And that was our first time really experiencing that with our film. So people are really enjoying it. I can't wait for the world to see it on November 4th. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm not sure if you've seen um, the, the two movies that I kept thinking of when I was watching this. Um, there was a movie from the 90s called Kids, and it reminded me a little bit of that. But it also, it was kind of like, which is a very much darker film than yours, but it's like somewhere in between that and super bad or something like that, where uh -huh. it's like, so it's like this, it has moments where it vacillates between these like really lighthearted, fun moments, but right. then there's always this kind of pressure of the outside world. When you have these three kids together, you can feel like a lightness amongst them where the way they support each other, but it's all these things around them that create kind of this, uh, the, the sense of dread that's there throughout the film. Yep, that's right. And it's kind of an interesting thing because the you wouldn't have expected this going in, and I, I don't want to give anything away. But the 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 title of the film is it makes sense that you keep that because the guiding force in this film is oddly it's a it's the sex worker. It yeah. is in this film. It that is the um, I, I, fairy godmother, I guess, or what would you call this character? Yeah, um, I would call the character a fairy godmother, like a saving grace, honestly. Um, I, I, of course, I can't give the movie away, but it, it really does make sense how it all comes together in the end uh, with 1-800-HOT-NIGHT. Because I bet throughout the movie, people still don't understand, like, why is it 1-800-HOT-NIGHT? But it makes sense throughout it the It does. 
Yeah, it, it absolutely does. And it's, this is just, it's one of those rare films that I, I feel like it's something that does speak to teenagers, but yeah. then there's also something that, you know, somebody that is far removed from being a teenager, somebody that's, I'm, you know, much closer to 50 than I am to being a teenager at this point. Mm-hmm. And I still could relate to this film and it still felt like there was just this thing that I could connect with here. And I, and it's rare that I could find a movie that I could watch with my 12 year old son, or mm-hmm. I could watch with my wife and we would all enjoy it together. Right. Yep. And so then could you just talk a little bit about working with Nick and what that was like, the director of the film, director, writer, because this is a really, the film looks great. Mm-hmm. Performances are great. The way this whole thing is put together. I think he's a really talented director here that you work. Yeah. With. I, I'm so appreciative of, of Nick Ritchie. Um, all of the conversations that we had leading up to the exciting scenes and the difficult scenes um, were amazing. Uh, he really helped me with my character development and helped me really understand the character because this is autobiographical. So it's about his life, really. So he understands Tommy more than anybody. And whenever we had our deep conversations, um, we he really gave me a better understanding of who Tommy was and how to tap into seeing and how to tap into difficult emotions. I, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, just you've worked with some really incredible directors so far. <laughs> Very young career, you know, I mean, you you start like pretty young working with Spielberg right. and then you go into working like, you know, on The Good Place and these other things and you've worked at really this high, high level. Um, do you have any sense because of how of how widely respected and known and how important and iconic these people that you're working with are. I, I definitely do. I definitely do. Even whenever I was a little kid on Ready Player One with my little ele- with my elementary scene. Yeah. I, if, if you blinked, you miss me. I still got the chance to see, you know, uh really experience what it was like to have Steven Spielberg in your presence. And you know, my mom got the chance to get a picture of him and I and it was, it was such a blessing. So I remember that forever. But it's it's great because all of this is helping me understand my career a little bit better and the trajectory of where I'm going and where I want to be. Well, I, it's honestly this seeing this film, One Eight Hundred Hot Night, has given you have more range than I had any idea because I've watched Cobra Kai and so and I enjoy that show. It's fun, but it, it is a certain thing. It's very specific, and I feel like the work you're doing here shows a whole different side of you that I wasn't aware that you could do, and I think that you're. I just want to see you keep doing whatever it is that um, you're interested in because man, you've got, you've, you're the real deal. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And so could you just talk, I mean, I'd be, I would be, you know, dereliction of journalistic duty if I didn't at least ask some question about Cobra Kai. Um, can you just talk a little bit about uh, that project and and how that came together and what that reaction has been like? Because that, I mean, that show is the one that nobody expected to be what it is and it's huge. So for me, so Cobra Kai, um, I received the first audition in December of 2020, which is unbelievable at this point now. And I remember being really excited just because I didn't know too much about it, but I did know the characters from Karate Kid were in it. I watched Karate Kid in the past. So I was really excited to the audition, but the only issue was I was attached to another project at the time where I was a series regular on that. So the chances of me doing, and they both filmed at the same place at the same time. So the chances of me doing uh, Cobra Kai were so slim and I got the chance to uh, do a callback and I got casted for the role. 
So then my other project and them made decisions and they were collaborating and it came down to the last 30 minutes to make a decision. And I'm on set filming this other project, just like, oh my gosh, this will either change my life or <laughs> something else with my life. So I was stressed and I had to film. And then next thing you know, I'm about to get on set for the first scene of the film that I was doing. And they, my mom comes over and uh, my whole team is on the line and they tell me that I got the role. Now, I didn't know what the fan reception was going to be as soon as season four was coming out, but everybody would tell me while we were filming, they were like, this is going to change your life. This is going to change your life. And I had no idea what's going to happen. But my, I remember my Instagram followers skyrocketed. <laughs> I know the variety uh, skyrocketed. Whenever I go out in public, people know who I am. And that's just like something I, I did not expect, but I'm also like really grateful for. And the did they know at that point the character arc where you were headed because you've really grown from that first season that you appeared in to what you are now. I mean, you're really the kind of emotional heart of this last season. Yeah. Um, they, they knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, they had a creative mindset and I remember right before, uh, it was like three days before filming, we got on a call. It was the creators and I, and they were just discussing my character's trajectory and how he was going to go. But I didn't really know it was going to plan out like this. Because they told me, they said a specific word. They were like, the people are going to love you, and then they're going to hate you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> But they didn't tell me what, what I meant. They were like, you'll, you'll see. You have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, when they said that, and then now seeing it play out in season five, I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Well, it's it's really great to see the the way that they mix those things up and continue to grow these characters and expand that world. It's something I never would have expected right, to enjoy right. this as much as I do because it's you know I'm, again I'm 46, so you know I grew up watching these films and to think that this would be culturally relevant the way that it is now, probably more so now than it was when I was a kid, is just crazy. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. But with that being said, one eight hundred hot night is really it's an incredible film man you should be really proud of the work that you did here be proud of the whole project because this is something really special um i highly i really enjoyed this and i'm definitely recommending this to people thank you so much i really appreciate it thank you so much for taking the time today it was really nice to meet with you dallas and uh congratulations on the film man thank you so much i appreciate it. have a good one you too take care bye-bye Time enough to figure you out Time enough to write this down Wish me luck, give me hope
always crack.